The Mac Show on the British Tech Network. This is Mac Voices. Welcome to Mac Voices. This is the talk of the Apple community, and I'm Chuck Joyner. Folks, we have something a little bit different today. If you pay attention to the sidebar on the Mac Voices main site or are someone who keeps up with the Mac Voices blog, you know that I make appearances on a number of other shows on a regular or irregular basis. One of my favorites, though, is always the Mac show on the British Tech Network. I love it because we sometimes have different perspectives on things from our friends in the uh, in the UK and in Europe, and it's a great chance for us to get together and enjoy some of those. So I wanted to share this particular show with you, and I did receive uh, permission from host Ewan Rankin to do so, even though Ewan right now is on a bit of a hiatus and Jeff Gamut has been standing in as the interim host. So what you're going to see is a completely different show. Jeff is hosting. Um, this particular episode shared some great information that I think you'll find useful. And I would encourage you to check out uh, the Mac show on the British Tech Network, along with all the other British Tech Network shows, the photo show, the news show, and the big show, everything else there, because it's some really great content. And if you want to watch live, um, we record the Mac show Fridays at 11 a.m. Eastern Time. Uh, you can translate that to wherever you are. Um, but, of course, the video and audio versions are available after the fact as well. So let's go to the Mac show on the British Tech Network. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Mac show, Summer Fun Edition. I'm Jeff Gambit. I am your interim host sitting in for Ewan Rankin. And it is awesome to be here today. I love, absolutely love starting off my Friday mornings this way. And uh, and I love that I get to start off my Friday morning with amazing people like Patrice. How are you, Patrice? I'm doing really well. Um, I'm, it's still hot. Um, it's uh, raining and thunderstorms and all of that fun stuff that comes with summer here. So it's a little bit swampy, but I'm, I'm good. I, I've had a good week, stressful, but good. And I'm so looking forward to my weekend. And awesome. this is the start for me. So this is the start of the weekend. So that's perfect. great. See, I, I love that because we have multiple time zones and multiple continents, mm -hmm. I can be excited about starting my Friday while at the same time you're excited about starting your weekend. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes that makes it like really really fun and interesting. So, yeah. 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 Speaking of fun and interesting, Chuck, how are you? <laughs> Whoa, that was an interesting introduction. I'm good, Jeff. I'm good. I'm I'm looking forward to lunch. That's awesome. And yes, you are a couple hours ahead of me. So uh, yeah, I can see why you would be looking <laughs> forward to lunch. I'm looking forward to brunch after uh, we're done recording. And by brunch, I just mean I'm making breakfast really late. Jeff, I mean, you're talking to the future. Did you realize that? I know. Like, Technology I mean, is amazing. amazing right? <laughs> yeah. Let me yeah, tell you, Jeff, I, it's not all it's not all it's cracked up to be. Uh -uh. <laughs> Trust me. Yeah. Uh, I, I was really hoping two hours from now or seven hours from now that the world is actually a much better place. But uh, uh apparently not. Mm. <laughs> well, I guess it's time to swap out the tea for the bourbon. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, it's eight hours. Oh, it's eight hours. Mm -hmm. It's right, not even hours. better eight hours from now. Mm -mm. No, still, still the same as seven hours. Like still. Eh. 
Uh, all good. All right. But we have um, a really cool topic today. We do. Um, I want to let everyone know Dave Ginsburg may be joining us or maybe not. So that'll just be a fun surprise if it happens. And Patrice, I would love it if you tell people what we're doing. <laughs> um, I don't even know. Was that my idea? I think it might have been Chuck's idea even. Um, but we're doing, I mean, as you know, like we've listened to a couple of Mac shows now. So, you know, we're doing the summer of fun, the BTN summer of fun that we totally stole from Relay FM. And I'm very proud to do that um, because if it's a good idea, it's a good idea. And like, why not steal that? Um, but uh, yeah, so we're, we're doing like random things this summer because, you know, there's nothing. I mean, there was an Apple earnings call, but like, who knows? Apple made all the money. Like, we don't have to talk about that for the 1500th time or something. Um, right. So we decided to do like something fun this summer, have no, like not the usual structure with news and like cool things and all of that, but just have some fun and talk to us about some like random topics or do some random like other other ideas that we have like on on the big show we had a uh, elon or kanye contest basically like can we guess based on twitter like who who said it and that was really cool so um for today for the big for the big show for the mac show um this was actually chuck's topic we decided to talk about our uh non-apple or other than apple devices that we cannot live without which I think is absolutely awesome. And yeah, that was uh, a great idea. And Dave, welcome. You showed up Yay. just in time for me to say, it's great to see you. How are you doing? Doing great. Glad I was able to make it. Sorry, I was a little late. To, I had to deal with an issue and activating a horizon. <laughs> Your microphone is still on the side, by the way. Yeah, yeah I'm going to move it so you can hear me better. Sorry about <laughs> that. I, a little fluster here, but yeah, I had a little uh. bit of a... Dilemma dealing with a Verizon uh, in, uh, activation on the GPS device. So, and working with somebody in the Dallas office. So, <laughs> add that to the mix. But, no, great to be here. And uh, thank you for having me. Awesome. And, Patrice, I'm sorry it interrupted, it interrupted you, but. Uh, no, it was perfect timing. I was done explaining what we're going to oh, talk great. about. So, it was perfect timing to introduce David. I was, I was expecting that, actually. Your timing See, we were, is we impeccable. Were, we were cross space time. We were communicating like in our like with our minds and connecting right. them. I, I just assumed it's because you you live eight hours in the future. You knew what time Dave was going to show up. Oh, that's <laughs> so true. Yes, that must be it. That must be it. That's it. That's it. <laughs> that's, yep. That's, yeah. <laughs> All right. If that if that's a if that's the case, Patrice, can you would you mind looking up who's going to win the second race at Pimlico? I could really use the oh, catch. Wow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I never thought it was, I'd hear that from you, Chuck. <laughs> no, well, you know, it's, I, well I, I figure she can't she can't tell me how the the uh, roulette, roulette wheel is going to spin, so maybe she can talk about the horses. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> But isn't that like the observer paradoxon? Like once I've seen it and I've observed it and it, it already changed. <laughs> also, you have to uh, to take into, into account uh, temporal mechanics and oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, uh, what, what's the agency on Star Trek? The, the, they're not temporal police. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't temporal, uh, temporal investigations? Something like Is that. that. Something yeah. like that, yeah. Yeah. yeah, so I mean, that, Patrice that doesn't want those people showing up. Mm-mm. They have no <laughs> sense of humor. 
Yeah. No, exactly. Like, I don't want to get involved in the temporal Cold War, so. No. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, Sorry. no. <laughs> nope. I mean, that's straight up a hot mess. Uh-huh. Yeah. No. Thank you. <laughs> this, this trip right off the rails brought to you by Star Trek. Mm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, didn't take that mm. No. Um, all right. Well, then why don't we hop in to, uh, to today's topic? And um, um, unless someone else wants to go first, I am happy to toss out the uh, the the first thing. Go for it. Go for it. All right. Well, I'm going with uh, the Wemo smart plug, and mm-hmm. uh, and the reason this is non Apple uh, tech that I can't live without is because this device is core to my home automation mm-hmm. um i have uh wemo switches on all three of the window air conditioners and uh and then i'm using uh, other devices in my place to control when the air conditioners turn on and off so basically mm, I, turned I think these we WeMo talked switches. about that last week right in the automation episode. oh yeah it's part of the automation yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so the yeah, so I, I've created um smart thermostats in essence out of Wemo switches. And then I have uh, other switches that are controlling um uh well like like my desk lamp is on a Wemo switch because it's an IKEA light, which means that the the uh toggle switch for it is in the worst possible place. So I'd have to get on the floor underneath my desk. And reach behind a couple things to turn the light on and off. So I put it on a Wemo switch instead. Very nice. Yeah, it's. I mean, I said we talked about that last week, and like switches like that are super like versatile, and you can do so many interesting things with them. Oh yeah, I mean, you, you can take most any device that that isn't otherwise part of a smart home setup or, or internet mm-hmm. of things setup and with a wemo switch or an, or any other smart switch uh turn turn it into a smart device mm-hmm. yeah speaking of uh another smart device um i have one that is to i would say I know they're not available in the US. And I think the reason for it is because, um, honestly, doors doors work. It, it sounds crazy, but doors work differently in the US. Yeah, uh, yeah, it, that's, that's it, true. It's, it's like, you, I mean, in the US, you have at least typically like those deadbolt locks on, on your doors. And mm-hmm. we don't have that here. Um, we, have, we have basically just, I don't know, how do I explain the difference? It's, um, it's like a, it's, a lockable latch sort of thing. Exactly. Like it's exactly. It's like a. I mean, it, it's it's very similar in a sense, but it's like it's basically you have usually you have like the, the latch and the, and the handle, and the handle has like uh, sorry the, the the deadbolt and hand like in the US, and in Europe commonly those are combined into one, so it's kind of it can lock and it has a latch that you can open and close like without locking the door. Um. So that's kind of. Yeah, it's kind of the pervasive system here, and this the smart lock that I have uh, from a from a, actually an Austrian company, but they sell it across Europe nowadays. Uh, it's called Nuki, uh, kind of a play on I think they were originally even called New Key, like new mm-hmm. new as a new, 
Um, but then they, I think there was some issue with that name, or I don't know. So they picked a name that is N-U-K-I. <laughs> it just sounds still the same, but it's spelled differently. Mm -hmm. um, but this is, I mean, basically since, and I'm thinking, I think I bought the first one in maybe 2014 or 2015. Um, and then I sold it when I moved to the US. And then when I moved here, it was the first thing I bought again. So I've had this, this device, or at least a version, because they've like they're at version three now um, of this device for many, many years. And, and basically, I mean, the idea is that you don't need, you don't need your keys. Like the whole thing that Apple is now doing with like the, uh, like the keys in your phone and all of that. Um, they've had for years. They had a, it's basically Bluetooth based. So yeah, they have an app, and it's like the um, I think August, for example, they had in the US the the August uh, whatever it was mm -hmm. called. Um, there's a couple in the US similar to that that work on the deadbolt, and this works on the the locks here. Um, so you basically just put your key in the in the hole, and then you put that device on top of it, and it just turns the key. So it's a key key turner basically. Um, but they have a really good app and they have like shortcut support and, and all of that. So I can, um, like, I can literally leave my house. I usually still have my keys with me just in case. Um, they, they've like the, the device has always worked. I've never once needed the keys, but I just like to have the security of, I have the keys with me, but I've like a couple of times it actually saved me because like the thing that that can happen here is because of that latch system, you can walk out of your door, like close it behind you, and you have forgotten your keys. And then what do you do? Because right. you cannot, like you cannot just take a, like use a handle to open the door again. So that's very common here. Um, so and I've done that a couple of times where I, I usually go outside and I make sure before I close the door, I make sure okay, like do I have my keys? Um, but a couple of times, I don't know for. Early in the morning, my brain wasn't working, something like that. Uh, at least that's my excuse. Um, I walked outside and I didn't have my keys. And all I needed to do was like, my, I have my phone on my Apple Watch, and I just like on my Apple Watch, opened the app, and locked the door again. Done. But I usually don't even have to do that. I literally, usually, I just leave the house, leave the premises, go wherever I want to go, and it automatically locks. And when mm -hmm. I come back, it detects that I'm entering basically a certain distance that I've configured. I think default is like, I want to say 25 meters or something like that. Mm -hmm. So, what is that? That should be about 30 feet. I'm doing the, the math correctly in my head. Um, 30, uh, 40 feet, something like that. Um, so, basically, it is meant like certain distance from your house. If I leave that, it locks the door. And when I come back, it unlocks the door. And when I, when I walk up to my door, it actually opens it. So it pulls the latch, and then I can just walk in. And I'm basically right in front of it. And that's so cool. I can literally leave and come back and not even for a second think about my, my door. Yeah. So I, it's, I said, it's a really cool it's a really cool device. It is really, for me, super important. And I, like you can, I said, you can, like I have, because I wasn't sure, <laughs> I have checked from the US by my door at home like when I was traveling like did I lock my door I'm not sure I can knock and unlock it I've let people in like friends when they like when I wanted them to like I was traveling and I wanted them to check something 
um, I think my yeah my mom did that once from where was she Australia something like that. Mm -hmm. She was like like let the neighbor in basically stuff like that. You can give people temporary access mm -hmm. to to HomeKit or through through the Nuki app. Um, so I can like when I, when I have people staying over or something, I can literally just give them basically a the virtual equivalent of key. Say okay for the next whatever two weeks that you're here. Use the app and you can come in and leave. Or like the, the housekeeping. I mean, it's like, I just, I don't give them a physical key. I just give them temporary have, access and yeah, I can they, revoke it at any time. That's awesome. Yeah. And that's, I mean, is it? That's in general, like, it's not about this lock, like all of the, all of the solutions do that. But it's for me, one of the key devices I could not live without. I mean, I could probably survive without it, but well, for me, fair. it's the first thing I buy. Yeah, to be fair, probably all the devices we're, we're going to be talking about, we <laughs> could live without. I mean, you can live without almost anything. I mean, what do you need? Right. Food, water, and maybe shelter. Right. I mean, I, I can think of one device I have that I couldn't live without, mm -hmm. and that's my APEP machine, but I'm not putting that on yeah. my list today. Okay, that makes <laughs> sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, awesome. All right, who's next? I can jump in. Uh, go ahead, Dave. Well, this this guy right here you see on camera, I can't live without this anymore. Uh, the uh, Roadcaster Pro. Uh, nice. It's been it's been a uh, mainstay for the, my podcast and, and talking to you guys and being on any show for for a number of years. And uh, really like the way it uh, sounds. I mean, I was able to do a lot of uh, tweaking, getting it uh, the way I like it. Uh, it's got the soundboards. I can have. You know, sometimes I can bring it and have up to four mics hooked up and not that I've done that nice. too often, but, uh, and I'm fine with the first gen and I know everybody is teasing me because the broadcast uh, <laughs> pro two is out right now. Um, I'm resisting and actually road is still selling this. I was on their website and, uh, it, uh, uh, it was, uh, it's still available. So, uh, and it's a lot more more reasonably priced. I mean, I believe the the Rocash Pro Two is about seven hundred dollars, where you can pick one of these up for under five. So, but it does a lot, and and it's not for someone at the faint of heart. If it's somebody who's really serious about podcasting and having uh, having a, a complete uh, multimedia studio really in one box, it really is a. It's been a great device. It sounds great. I matched it with my uh, with my Rode mic as well. So, uh, but. I, I don't know. I couldn't live without it. I really couldn't. But would I upgrade? I might eventually, but not, <laughs> probably sure. not right now. They've had a lot of firmware problems, which is I'm glad I'm kind of waiting anyway because mm -hmm. I'm seeing a lot of people complaining about it. But who knows? But this this meets my needs, and I don't I don't need to go any further with what I do. So it's a lot it's a lot of fun to tinker and play with the recording and fun stuff. So that's my my pick. Yeah, I know so many people who have. A roadcaster pro and love it like i mean including doc i think he got the second gen now because mm -hmm. he, he has he has he has gas he has gear acquisition syndrome so <laughs> <laughs> that's what he said. i never but heard that before that's great he, he says that like he, he admits that he's yeah, like yeah, yeah i have gas <laughs> yeah i'm pretty close but i'm not anywhere as bad as doc is mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, he does also like he he, he doesn't just acquire it. He also like you uses it actually for the yeah. for a good yeah, purpose. He's so. doing it for his his stuff, and yeah, it's mm -hmm. it's a yeah. great device for the people who don't have you know a lot of the other gear. You know, because a lot of people get mixers and 
mm-hmm. all these th- other things. It's all in one package. What do you, you don't need to, to to mess with it unless you're a serious like audio technician of some sort that you need to have all these other different. Uh, you could you could be a guy thrilled too and but buy like a hundred mics and and and, and all the other gear. Like so, he, he's just as bad. Uh, mm-hmm. He 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 came close to buying one of these. I said, he was drooling over it. I said, "Don't do it." <laughs> and then he did. It didn't have enough ports for his hundred mics, so he didn't get it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, no, but it, it is. It's a great device, I, and and Rode mm. makes great stuff. I I mean, mm-hmm. I, I bought a pair. There are new pair of headphones that I really like too. Mm. And that I want. I'm not using my AirPods. And yeah, they make good stuff. And this, yeah. this yeah. I couldn't live without it. Yep, you and I are both using Rode mics. Yep. Chuck, you are too, actually, aren't you? Yes, I have. Uh, David and I both have the same mics, yeah. and I think you have Jeff the just the USB version. I have uh, the USB version. Yeah, yep. Roadcaster Pro USB. Right, and I've got the uh, the I guess what are they called? Red Broadcaster, I think it is. Um, this one. Yeah, this is the Pod mic. Oh, then that, oh, then that's a different one than I have because I have. It's either the mine is either the broadcaster or the um, the procaster. I've forgotten which they call it. Okay, maybe the procaster. But it has it has a similar look to it. Um, but yeah, Rode makes great stuff, no question about it. So. Yep. Bob Beach says he has the same mic as me too. Nice. Okay, well then it makes it unanimous. You know, everybody go out and buy a, a Rode. <laughs> um, I'm going to switch around though, and. I'm going to sort of do the opposite of Patrice because Patrice wants to let people into her house. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to keep people out. Um, awesome. So since the pandemic, since working from home, I have come to appreciate how many times solicitors of one kind or another knock on your door or somebody knock on your door. And I don't, don't want to live without my ring video doorbell. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I just can't begin to tell you because I don't, and not just for um, for convenience, but also for safety reasons, because my door does not have like a screen door or a storm door or a locking outside door. So when I open the front door, I mean, that's it. You know, I'm mm-hmm. the, the, the inside is exposed. And so with the ring, it is it has been great to be able to sit at my desk. Somebody rings the bell or knocks on the door or whatever. And I can look and see, you know, is it the UPS guy needing something signed um, that I didn't expect? Or is it somebody, you know, trying to hand me a pizza flyer or get me to, um, you know, selling Verizon phone service in my neighborhood or something? Um, and it's Some a religious it's, organization wanting to you to join them. Like, yeah, I wouldn't even bring that up, Patrice, because, yeah. you know, I I don't want to slander anybody's, anybody's no, religion. Like, yeah, but, man, yeah. they are out there constantly. I guess they yeah. really need the cash. Um, yeah. But. I just, you know, it does what it does. You know, it lets mm-hmm. me see who's out there. It lets me talk to them. Um, and of course, being a, a, a video doorbell and a smart home device, I don't have to be sitting in here behind the door. I can be, you know, driving down the mm-hmm. you know, the highway 70 miles away or 700 miles away and still be able to answer, see it, answer it, interact with that person. Yeah. Can't come to the door right now. You know, yeah, if you want to leave some literature, fine. I, you know, or you mm. can just take it around the corner and throw it in my trash can, uh, whatever, whatever makes you happy, <laughs> you know, but it's, it's, it's yeah. really a small investment for a whole lot of convenience yeah. and frankly, some safety too. Um, mm. I would encourage anyone, you know, there are a couple things to, to look for. Um, first of all, you want to look at the resolution of the camera uh, and you will look at, you know, can it save um, your recordings? 
Because if you do, for any reason, have a security incident of any kind outside your house, you would like to be able to give the authorities the best possible image that yeah. you can get. Um, mm-hmm. So it's, at some point, I will probably upgrade to something that has a little bit better resolution. Um, but, you know, again, at the end of the day, you really need, I think you need to look at the feature set and say, gee, that's nice, but do I, am I going to use it? Um, because, mm-hmm. you know, they, they're always trying to build, you know, but we'll buy up, upsell you to the next model. And it's like, at the end of the day, I really, I want to see, I want to hear, I want to be able to talk. And that's mm-hmm. about it. Um, yeah. The only other thing I will, I would warn folks about is uh, see what kind of sensitivity settings there are um, so that you can set up a zone in front of the camera that, you know, somebody has to enter because mm-hmm. um, the, the ring, I it took me a little while to get it adjusted. I have a tree outside my front door that's within the field of vision of the ring. And if the wind blew, you know, I would get alerts that mm-hmm. somebody's at the door. So yeah. I had, now I'm able to pull it back. So they pretty much have to be like two steps off the front porch. That's when it'll trigger. Yeah, or you um, have like I mean I had like a, I was on like a side street and like people would drive past or walk past like just on a sidewalk and yeah the camera catches that. Yeah, which is yeah. not a bad thing. I mean maybe you want mm-hmm. wanted to do that, but you may not want to do it the whole way to out. Trigger on the like sidewalk. not not yeah, and also not like get a notification every time someone walks past with their dog. Like yeah. I don't want that. Yeah, that, so, that would yeah. be awful had, for me. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've had like I mean it's one of the products that, like I'm with you, Chuck. I really miss. Um, because I can't use it here, like for multiple reasons. I mean, one apartments it doesn't work as well, and then there's a whole legal situation here, like with with privacy laws and so on, that mm. I simply could not put it on my front door. Mm. Okay. So, yeah, it's yeah, like that... it's it's a whole thing. So, I yeah. mean, if if you have a house here, it might work if you put up signs like "Okay, this is surveilled" and whatnot. Um, but in a like in a like multi-story like apartment building can't do that um but i said i miss it and i've had like i've had some really fun experiences with it like where my my stepdaughter like she like the neighbor kid was coming over and wanted to play with her and we were like somewhere in walmart and she was like i just handed her the phone and they were talking like half an hour over the ring doorbell <laughs> i mean awesome. sure the, the other like mm-hmm. the, the the neighbor girl like she couldn't see but they could still talk and they did i was like oh cool okay she's she's like she's handled for the next half an hour. <laughs> like we can go our shopping and do our shopping, and she's fine. <laughs> yeah. So I was yeah, the first, that's fun. I I was the first one to put this in my neighborhood, and I think you know there were th- there's always that little glowing blue ring. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sorry, you know, and you know people are like what's that? And well, is that you know why is that there? And now all of a sudden, like th- probably three quarters of the neighborhood has has some kind of video doorbell. Um, because it just, you know, once once you get a taste of what it can do for you, you're going to, I feel bad for you, Patrice, because it, it'll spoil you. You don't want to do without it if you don't have to. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm with you, but I, I ended up getting the Google Nest uh, mm. video doorbell and it, uh, yeah. it works really well. I, I, I can't believe I hadn't had it all these years and I just installed it what, back in January of this year. So um, it, it's uh, been uh Quite interesting, and I, and I I get the same thing. I have to go through and to do some tweaking because mm-hmm. picks up. You know, I have it at my front door, but then my where my front door is, there's a you know you could go you could see the street the from uh, 
from my doorstep, but there's people mm-hmm. walking on the sidewalk and sometimes it picks those people up as they're walking by. Yeah. So yeah. I, I also tilted mine because like the, the path was basically coming in from the side. So it made more sense to tilt it and then you get less of the street and the sidewalk. So yeah. like kind of yeah. two things in one. Well, what's more annoying is when I go outside, my mailbox is just the doorbell. <laughs> so every time I walk outside to go do it, oh, someone's uh, at the door. Then uh-huh. I get to look at the, at the history of my video and my, well, my body and going in front of the doorbell. <laughs> that can be fun, though. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, no, it's, yeah. it's uh, absolutely, I'm with you. As I said, I wish I could do it. They're great. Yeah. yeah I, I wish I could do a uh, um, uh, doorbell camera, too. Mm. Yep. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, I'll drop another one out. And uh, this time I'm going with my Eero. <laughs> Ooh. That's a good, good, good idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, for, for those of you that don't know, Eero is a uh, Wi Fi mesh system. So uh, instead of having like a single base station in, in your house, you can have multiple and it increases the range of your Wi-Fi network and um, and uh, that by extension it's increasing the the overall signal strength um, for me I, I'm in a in an apartment that has a living room and two bedrooms so I shouldn't need more than a single base station and yet I have mm-hmm. a mesh network set up because my place is built in 1903. And so it has plaster lathe walls and it just kills the radio signals. So I have uh, the main arrow in my office and, uh, and then um, another one in the bedroom. And that gives me great coverage through, through the whole place. There's a secondary reason why you would want to do that. And I think that's especially true for people like us that have a lot of like, Wi-Fi devices, mm-hmm. um, and that is that those devices, as powerful as they are, the CPUs are not great because they don't have to be. Like they're built for a certain purpose, like home use, like a certain number of devices. If you have a lot of devices network, like you have a lot of HomePods and and MacBooks and phones and and I don't know whatnot, um, they can get overwhelmed. And I mean, you might not necessarily notice that it's just okay it's a slightly like a little bit slower than it could be um or like there's a like a drop off here and there and um so sometimes it's good to just put in a second device just to distribute the load a little bit Mm -hmm. so yeah i i've had euros for a couple like i bought them in the us and i've had them for a couple years and they're great i still have them somewhere here um, okay. I, I switched to a, no because I switched to a, like I, I needed a little bit better system I, or I, I don't want to say better because euros are great. Uh, let's say a little bit more control, a little bit more advanced system. Maybe that's the right word. Um, and that's uh, the Unify stuff is, is great and for that. Unify if you really awesome need to, if you really, I mean, Euro is awesome for like most people. But if you need a little bit more, you need a little bit more control, you need multiple networks, you need like different VLANs or like what I wanted to do, like have one network that basically VPNs to a different location. Uh, Eero doesn't do that because that's not their use case and that's not nothing wrong with that. Most people don't need that. But if mm-hmm. someone like me needs something like that, then Unify is, is great. And I think I've picked them on a bunch of shows already. 
Yep. The other, I don't know, Jeff, I don't want to steal your thunder. The, the other thing about the Euro that is so nice is it self-updates mm-hmm. so that mm-hmm. you don't have to worry, gee, do I, is there a security <laughs> hole? Or if yeah. I'm traveling and, and there's a vulnerability that's suddenly been discovered, uh, oh my God, you know, is somebody going to be yeah. able to hack into my network at home? Yeah. It just it, it just updates itself, and yeah. so yeah. I don't know I don't know when it, I don't know when yeah. it does it because it never interrupts my shows or anything. Uh, maybe maybe it does, it does it intelligently. It, mm-hmm. does it monitors. It learns how and when you're using your network, so it figures out uh, when it can most likely install an update without disrupting you, and then yeah. that's when it does it. I and for a lot of people, that's like 2 3 a.m. or something, but that yeah. can, for you, if you, I don't know, if you work night shifts, that could be during the day. Yeah, but that, I mean, that, yeah. I, I'm, I moved to the Aero after Apple stopped mm-hmm. really, you know, releasing airports, and I tell you, it just, I mean, plug it in. You know, the installation is a breeze with with yeah, an iPhone, doing, using your iPhone. Um, I also f- I find something else that I really like is if another if a new device joins the network, like if my girlfriend mm-hmm. comes um, and you know I've given her my password, it'll give me an alert that mm-hmm. a new device has joined the network. So yep. I really don't feel like I have to be overly concerned. I'm sure there are ways around that for somebody that really wanted to hack in. But mm, for the but it's harder. Know, yeah, just for a residential neighborhood, mm-hmm. nobody's going to you know go to that trouble. So mm-hmm. it's just one lo- another little nicety about the Euro. Yep, and you weren't stealing my thunder; you were just enhancing it. Okay, good. I like enhanced thunder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, and then Euro has some really great. Unfortunately, only in the US, but they have some really great security services as well. Like there's a small subscription that you can pay for, but they they give you some some like nice add-on features, and they give some ex like give you some extra security features, um, which can be worth it for you, like some some threat protections and so on. Mm-hmm. So highly recommend that. I said I'm, I had that for a long time, and then I moved. So. And if if you you know if you hit the lottery um, here in the U.S. Tuesday and get an expansive mansion. You can add on those nodes, mm-hmm. you know, so that you can have coverage across your, you know, 40 acres worth of home. <laughs> yeah. I mean, at some point, if, if you have a, if you have a mansion like that, maybe, maybe you should go with the unified stuff because it's managed and so on. And that becomes at a certain scale important. But like, even like, I think to your point for like a, like, let's say you move into like a small house or like have a small apartment and you buy one device and then in like, I don't know, a year you move into a bigger house because I don't know, you need a little bit more space for you and your dog. That's what I did. And then you add like two or three extras and it's not a problem. You just buy two, three things, set them up, like add them in like whatever, one minute and you're done. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I did. Literally, that's what I did. That, uh, that connect back in via ethernet mm-hmm. by those if yeah. you if you're okay having uh nodes on on the mesh network that are just using uh the radio signals mm. it's fine too and uh, th- they have both so you can build out the uh yeah. the euro mesh network that works best for your situation mm-hmm. yeah i had i had two um like the ethernet base stations so mm-hmm. to connect my office and um my like the the like living room, the, the router and so on. And then I had one remote just over Wi-Fi for the backyard. 
because there I didn't like you don't need the speed. Mm-hmm. Like just has to be good enough that you can sit outside and watch like TV. Yep. Yep. It's, and yeah. since since we're talking about the fact that those those um, modules can be you know plugged in anywhere, they can be moved anywhere. Mm-hmm. So if you suddenly decide that you know you have you need extra Wi-Fi coverage in the garage or in the, the side yeah. yard or whatever, just move one of them temporarily. Yeah, if, if you have a party and like yeah. guests coming over and you want to whatever, like you want to do like a little barbecue and want to watch something. Just temporarily move one of them. If yeah, you even yeah. need to do that, I mean, if the coverage isn't already great, because right, yeah, that's fair, yeah. Patrice. Yeah, but you know, if if you find it's a little edgy, you know, just mm-hmm. move something and it'll pick right up. And yeah, yeah, it's it's. I mean, the whole system is so brilliantly thought out mm-hmm. that it. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but I, I I like hacking around with stuff and playing with stuff, yes. except for my router. I don't <laughs> want to mess with my router. I just want mm-hmm. my router to route. And so, yeah. I, you know. I, I'm kind of on the edge. I like to do some things, but I don't want to spend hours configuring things, which is why I went for the unified stuff and which is why I originally went for the Eero stuff because I had a very hacky self-made solution before and I didn't want that. That was too much. Yeah, so I think Eero gives you too. enough. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. I have one uh, complaint about Eero. Hmm. And okay. it's the way you uh, set up your Eero account. It only works from your phone, and it's based off your phone number. So, uh, I, I mean, it, mm-hmm. it, it's fine, but I would prefer to be able to create my own custom login, like I do with so many other accounts. I thought I did that. No, it's off your phone number. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. I don't, I don't even remember, remember that. that. Exactly. I don't even yeah, well, remember that. Is, it's such phone an numbers, easy so. setup. You know, you yeah. in, you mm-hmm. install the app and uh, and it takes literally just seconds to set up your account and uh, and then start adding um, the base station and the beacons and uh, and by the time you're done with the whole setup, you know, it, it even walks you through, hey, let's find the best places for your beacons. And and it's done. And then that's it. I mean, if you never go and open the Euro app again, it just takes care of itself. You don't mm-hmm. have to do that. And I think a lot of people do the setup and then never even think about the app after that. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, you, you, you guys all have the um, the Wi-Fi six versions of these. No, I have no. the old ones because I, I switched. I don't have the Wi-Fi six version, and uh, and Dave, I have justified to myself not getting the Wi-Fi six version yet because I don't have gigabit Ethernet yet. So I until I have gigabit Ethernet, there's no like solid reason why I need to right. replace the era that I've had for the past three years. <clears throat> yeah. Cause I was looking, I just went on their site and I'm looking at uh, the, the Eero pro six E that, that, mm-hmm. that covers up to 2000 square feet, which is more than enough in my house. And uh, yeah, it uh, up to 2.3 gigabit speeds <laughs> for wired yeah. and wireless. So yeah, I, I have the, the unify uh, the new, 
Wi-Fi 6 UFO. Like it looks like looks like a UFO. So mm-hmm. like a little that's a disc. pretty ma- pretty amazing price. They got it marked down from mm-hmm. two two ninety nine to one seventy nine. Oh, it's pretty cool. You might see my yeah, arm here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, Dave, the only question I have, and maybe you, maybe one of you all know, because um, I've looked at this, and I'm kind of the same in the same boat. You know, I don't have it yet, but hopefully sometime soon. But I don't know if I need to buy the uh, the extra modules along with the the main Eero, or if I can reuse the ones I already have. You can reuse uh, the ones you already have. Them. Oh okay. shoot! I wish I hadn't said that, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> I'm no, no, Chuck, 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 you can't, a, like, you totally really have to <laughs> I mean, I'm using, I'm using the Netgear Nighthawks. I've been using that for years, and, I mean, it's been sufficient, but, you know, but from what you're yeah. telling me, the Eero seems like a really good, uh, yeah. a really good device to have. I, Dave, I have experience with the Nighthawk, and you're right, it is, it's a great, it's great, but to say that the uh, control interface, you know, it, through the web browser is, a little challenging, puts it mildly. <laughs> Nick, um, yeah. Yes. And also mm-hmm. the, the you know the fact that you know there are updates out there, but the only at least so far, somebody correct me if I'm wrong, but the only way I found out I, I've discovered to find out if there are updates is to open that control panel. And it's like, oh, you have mm-hmm. an update available. Well, that's just great. It, Thanks very much. Fun. I wonder how long that's been out there. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's what I, I like about Unify. Like they they're like they're up they're just because they're for professional service, like professional setups, like I mean up to like football stadium. They do. Um they they like just update. Like the like the Euro. They just update and like actually this morning I got a notification. It's like, oh we've installed uh, version six fifteen something. And it's like every couple of weeks you get an update. And mm-hmm. uh you you can click on it and they have a, like in a very active forum of people where you can even see what was changed and if it works and all that. But it just updates. Like Yep. I thought you were able like to set Euro. that set that to be a, a automatic update on, on on the Nighthawk. Yeah. yeah. Um from from one wireless device to another um, for me essential and has been for years is light strips doesn't even matter like i mean i have uh yes. three i have three um philips use and one nano leaf and the, um the light that's filling the wall from above that's a yeah. nano leaf yeah, this is this is a Philips U, but I have like in the in the Android. I don't have traditional lights anywhere. I I don't use them. I don't want them. Like they're ugly. I like I I have light strips everywhere, and like there. I mean, is it? It doesn't. I'm actually a big fan of the nano leaves because um, they don't require bridge. They're like uh, HomeKit or actually mm-hmm. Matter now compatible. Um, a threat before like they, they just they're really great they're not ex- not expensive um, but what I really like is the versatility like I mean right now there's like a purple light behind usually it's white when I'm when I'm working in the evening it actually I it actually I, I have like have it set up like with HomeKit that it automatically all the lights in the house turn a little bit more towards the red side like a little bit more like a like a like a sunset basically um, so that's not, and, and the brightness changes throughout the day and all of that. Like, um, I said, I don't like traditional lights, like the, the light bulbs and the, like, whatever you have, like the, 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 the boob lights, like, <laughs> people have, like and all of that, like, I hate them. Like, I don't like traditional lighting. I like, I like light strips and, and, and they're so, as I said, you like, you put them behind devices or like, I have, a, I have one behind my bed. 
that's big enough for the bedroom, like uh, behind the, the headboard. Um, I have one on the kitchen just at the, at the back of the, the kitchen counter um, that like is like more than like they're so bright anyway, uh, more than bright enough for everything. Like I don't need traditional lights. Yeah, I I have um, the light strip that's here behind me, mm-hmm. and um, see if I can angle this up so people can see it. There you go. Oh, nice. Mm. And uh, then I have another light strip that I wrapped around the window frame. You know, uh, mm-hmm. like it, it runs like from halfway up the the frame, up and over the top, and then halfway down the other side, and, uh, in my living room, and uh, and that's great too. It 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 completely changed the lighting in uh in the living room. And uh, and I already had smart lights, hue, hue bulbs, um, mm-hmm. as you called them, the boob lights, um, <laughs> uh, in the fixtures that that are in yeah. the living room. Yeah. Uh, but adding in that light strip <laughs> totally changed it. Mm-hmm. Jeff, do you mind if I um, ask you to cock your camera up again? Sure. Because I'm curious about one thing. Mm-hmm. And I can't, I can't see. Or maybe it's just the resolution of the of the camera. But so, h- how or where do you have that plugged in? Do you have a cable coming down the wall? Well, let's see if if you can see this. Okay, look at. Um, oh yeah, I see it the corner, that. and right. uh, and just below the end of the light strip, you can see the um, the control box on a uh, vertical on the wall. And uh, and the resolution is probably low enough that you can't see. Um, l- look at the bottom bend on that lamp mm-hmm. that's uh, that's along the yeah. wall, and right. just above the the dark edge of the of my chair, and you can see a spot where it's just a little bit whiter than everything else. Okay, and that's the uh, the uh, power transformer. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So yeah. what I did with mine was uh, I bought the the 3M. Uh, there we go. Now I have everything crooked. Yeah, um, sorry. I bought the 3M um, uh, hooks that have the the removable adhesive, mm-hmm. and so I put those along the ceiling, and the light strip is in those, so the LEDs are actually pointing down, and then I ran them down the the corner to hold the. Um, the uh, control box and the transformer and, and the cords between them in place. And uh, then it's just, and then the rest of the cord just goes down to, uh, to a uh, outlet strip on the floor. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. I mean, they're not, they're not hard to hide the cables. I mean, I said in the the bedroom, I have it behind the headboard. Like there's a, there's a little bit of like piece of wood behind the headboard where I I put the LED LEDs on. So they're shining up basically. Um, and then, like the cable, I can just hide behind the headboard, so like not a problem. Um, here behind me, I mean, they're just behind the the plant in the corner, for example. Yeah. Now, Chuck, my next uh, uh, step in this project is to put something in front of the light strip, so that uh, just the, the bare lights aren't visible mm. from from where I am. Right. And yeah. uh, and I have a problem where like there's a uh, there's a print on the wall just above my display. And so I have this line of bright dots across the the glass on that, mm-hmm. and uh, and sometimes it's kind of distracting. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't need a lot up uh, on the ceiling to uh, to kind of block the 
the lights. So I'm just going to get uh, like a one by two strip of, uh, of wood, paint it white to match the ceiling, yeah. and then just tack it up in yeah. front of the, uh, the light strip. And then my problem solved. Yeah, that, that's how a lot of the professional, like if you see it installed somewhere, how they do it, they just hide it behind a little bit of painted something. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I, I will. This is probably a bit of sacrilege because it it means that you won't have the the voice control. But you know, you can go to a lot of. In fact, you can go to Amazon and buy mm -hmm. very very inexpensive oh, light yeah. strips that can be controlled. You know, with their own little remote or with your yeah. iPhone. And yeah, so, IKEA you, has them. Like IKEA, okay, like, yeah, yeah. It's like, and you can get them for for cheap anywhere now. Yeah, yeah, and, and, so, and that's not sacrilege yeah. because no. uh, for a lot of people, the ability to have the uh, functionality and versatility of a light strip mm -hmm. doesn't need to come with the complexity of uh, of yeah. setting up automation and uh, linking up to your phone. You just you just need a little remote, and yeah. uh, and it has on off and and some way to change some of the colors assuming it's one that changes colors yeah and if you don't brightness. need that you can even buy them without color colors at all like if you right. just need light like white light good enough yeah, yeah. then it's on off mm -hmm. uh bright dim yeah, yeah. and most yeah. of the time i found that um you know i can put a smart switch on one of those mm -hmm. one of those dumb strips and if i tell it i want it blue it turns it off blue and it'll turn it back on blue. So, mm -hmm. you know, it, it doesn't change the cover on me. Then, you mm -hmm. know, I, I can use the remote or the app or whatever to, to change it, but mm -hmm. I don't have to worry about that part that, you know, what I've said, it comes back on. So, yeah. you know, it's a way to cheaply experiment with a light strip as opposed, because I'm with you guys. Uh, the Nano Leaf stuff is just amazing. Um, Philips stuff is good. It feels just mm -hmm. a little overpriced, but it's still, yeah. you can't argue with it. Um, so, yeah. There, there are a lot of different things you can do with this and, mm -hmm. uh, and, and yeah. enjoy it. I've just been thinking, I've been thinking about that recently. Like uh, I think LEDs in general are something that is, the, I mean, the, the invention or like the proliferation of LEDs is undervalued. If you think about it, like where, like what is possible these days with LEDs? I mean, like, starting with our like displays that we have. And like cars have LEDs basically everywhere now. And like the crazy things you can do with LEDs that you couldn't really do before. Like, I mean, like lighting like this was possible before, but like in the smallest spaces, you can just put an LED there and, and like you have light and you have colored light and you have something that looks cool. Mm -hmm. And for, for basically, I mean, LEDs are cheap these days. Yes. Um, yeah. Almost every light that I have in my place is LED, mm -hmm. and uh, all except a couple of those LEDs are uh, 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 colored. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I have two. I have two LED panels in front of me. Um, oh, yeah. They're not LED colored. They right just have yeah. yeah. Like okay. I mean, they're, but they're also LEDs. Like I mean, they're, they're not colored. I mean, they, well. Technically, there are two colors to get like the, uh, what is it called? The warm temperature. The color temperature, yeah. Um, but that's it. But I mean, those are LEDs. Mm -hmm. And they're running at, I don't know, 3% power, I would say, because mm -hmm. I don't need much. Mm -hmm. like, I mean, that's the other thing. Like, power consumption 
used to be a concern for lights. And with LEDs, I wouldn't say it's not completely because you should still think about like, do you really need them running all day? Because even minimal power consumption you should think about, like, is it wasted? Um, but it's less of a concern. Yeah, uh, I, I think for my Hue bulbs, they use more electricity for their wireless connection than they oh, do yeah. for actually. <laughs> I think so anything. too, yes. <clears throat> yeah. Um, hold on, I am multitasking so poorly, <laughs> um, which means that uh, I'm multitasking so poorly that I'm not able to tell you how much I love that TSL Host is uh, <laughs> here supporting us. And uh, and so I'm going to focus on that instead. Um, and Bob Beach, I will give you an answer to your comment um, uh, in our chat after I finish talking about uh, about TSO hosts. So here's what I love about TSO hosts: they're here giving us the bandwidth we need to uh, to bring you quality shows like this every single week. And to uh, to have a place for our website and a place for you to find all the files for the shows that you want to go back and watch or listen to at your convenience. And, uh, and it's absolutely fantastic because without their support, we would not be able to do this. And, uh, and that is not hyperbole. Now, uh, what they do is, uh, is offer web hosting services and uh, help people by domain names. And so if that's something that you need, they're here for you too. And they'll even give you a discount uh, because you're a BTN fan, which is fantastic. So if you if you need to get a, uh, a domain name or you need to have some hosting, hit up TSO Host and at checkout, use a discount code BTN20 and you're going to get a nice discount on their services, which is fantastic. What they're actually asking of us as BTN fans is so easy. Just go out on social media and thank them for being here to support the British Tech Network. That that's all you have to do, and uh, and and a little bit of uh, validation and online love goes a long way. So please go do that, and thank you, TSO Host, for being here and being our sponsor. And by chance, I mentioned that I was. Uh, uh, trying to type something into our live chat. Um, so I'm going to do that and use that as an opportunity to say, Patrice, can you tell people where they can find the live chat that I'm actually typing in right now? Yeah, the live chat. So if you're listening to this live and you want to talk to us and talk to the other awesome people, like um, I see Bob Beach in the chat, for example, um, in addition to obviously all of us, um, you can head over to chat.britishtechnetwork.com and talk to us live every Thursday at 7 p.m. UK time for the big show and every Friday, like today, at 4 p.m. UK time for the Mac show. But let's say you are talking, or sorry, you are listening to this after the fact. You might also be talking, but mostly you're listening to this after the fact if you're listening to this right now in your favorite podcast player of choice then you can still see what we talked about, like the links of, to the products and all of that, and what the others said. Um, and obviously, it's not going to be live, but uh, it's only valuable. And in order to get that, you head over to britishtechnetwork.com forward slash chat. And then there's a little calendar that pops up, um, and you select today's date, which is 
the 29th of July, 2022. And then you will see everything we've talked about. Awesome. Thank you. And uh, we've been diving deep into all these different uh, must-have, can't-live-without products that we've been talking about. Uh, But um, we haven't gotten extra products from Dave or Chuck. Mm -hmm. So... If you if you still have things, please hit me now. Do um, I have the uh, the through, through OWC the the maxsales.com, the uh, Thunderbolt three dock. I I can't live without it. I absolutely love uh, love love this dock, and I've had it for years. And I have one of the older models, and uh, mm-hmm. it is just by far the best way to connect all to connect your Mac. Uh, to and it's not it's not an Apple product, so uh, <laughs> it. it uh, but I've got the older version, which still has a, fi- uh, a FireWire 800, and uh, so, so so it's still. But it has all the it's it's still a Thunderbolt three, so it's still mm-hmm. giving me the good speed. And you know, you got USB A ports, you got USB C ports, and um, I've actually got the the actual. I have the OWC or the Thunderbolt four hub plugged in in tandem with it, so which has been working really great. Because um, I wanted to up up the speed and not have to spend another three hundred fifty dollars for a for a, a new dock. So, mm-hmm. um, but any anything sold by OWC is the other products are are just amazing. I mean, I mm-hmm. I, I, I yep, I've bought a lot of stuff and this dock I couldn't live without it. It, it just having everything hooked up in one place. I got cables right in here. If I have any other external drive external drives, I also got my ten port USB A hub that with the power switches next to it so i can so i got enough mm-hmm. plugs to last me a lifetime you're sitting at my desk but uh, but the uh but the dock is the is the brains of that operation and it's great yeah. and the cool thing is it it's not just for apple devices i mean if you right. have I mean, any other yeah. any yeah. other PCs. thunderbolt device pcs yeah. like the, i know a lot of dells are using that now you can connect that mm-hmm. i i really like owc products and mm-hmm. yeah, their, their docks are fantastic yeah, I have one. I have probably the same one that you have. I haven't even checked if it has the the FireWire port, but I have had one for years in the office. Yeah, and it's. Been and I've great. still got. I've still have FireWire uh, drives with the. <laughs> wow. Uh, 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 yeah, they're, mm. they're they're in a bin in a, in a drawer somewhere, but uh, mm-hmm. but I still have the the enclosures I bought mm. from OWC too. Is there because their enclosures mm. are awesome too. Although that that clear plexiglass with the mercury ones. The, uh, those are those are really nice too. So, um, yeah. But if I ever need to, in a pinch, grab one of those drives, they're still, they're still like one terabyte. You know, always have extra drives. I think we all have those in our drawer somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I, I actually um, just uh, last week took a stack of uh, of FireWire 800 drives mm-hmm. that that uh, there there are problems with with each one of the devices. So I just opened up the cases, pulled the drives out that are in there because they just need to to be uh, uh, the data needs to be destroyed, uh-huh. and then recycled the shells that uh, the drives were in. Right. I have an entire box of uh, hard drives, spinning hard drives that need to be like destroyed, physically destroyed. So. Yeah. Yeah, as I look right over, yeah, yeah just, I can just see get a hammer about and eight a chisel and bear drives <laughs> piled up. I don't daughter. have that. <laughs> oh no, sledgehammer is much more fun. Sledgehammer. <laughs> yeah. 
I want, um, I want, I want, like, uh, when I used to work at my universities, like IT department, we had one of those shredders, like right. for hard drives. Yeah. I want Ooh. one of those. <laughs> so yeah, I have my, to find some somewhere. I think we have that those in our home cool. office. And my plan is crack the drive cases open, yeah. pull the, the platters pipes. out, and, um, and give them to I the mean, cat. I don't know. <laughs> well, I, I'm going to make a uh, um, uh, platter mobile out of them. Oh, mm. after you scratch them. <laughs> oh yeah, and huh? uh, and and actually, I mean, like old CDs. You can hang them in trees, and mm. as they're spinning and flashing, it, it mm. uh, helps uh, keep the squirrels away. They're also good coasters. And they make great coasters. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Anyway, else it is. Very good, good yeah, coasters. Go. <laughs> yep. Yes. Then, then, the mag, then you pull the magnet out, and that's always fun to let, mm -hmm. uh, see, see what, what it sticks to. Mm. Right. <laughs> Everyone sitting on my desk, and I, I was like, "Oh my god!" Because those magnets are pretty powerful. Mm. All right, well, I will. I will wrap this up. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> I feel like that. I everybody should have a really good Bluetooth portable Bluetooth speaker. I, I love my my uh, my HomePod Minis, but you know they're they're cable. They're, they have to stay where they are. So I have two favorite Bluetooth speakers right now. I have more Bluetooth speakers than I care to admit, but um, uh, you're not alone. Yeah, but the first one is the JBL Flip. Mm -hmm. This is oh, a nice. Flip Five. There is a Flip Six out, but I and I don't have that yet. But the Flip Five, I, I, I love this. But I also tied with that is the new Sonos Rome. Mm -hmm. uh, you got the Rome, nice. And so yeah, so you can see, you know, they're they're similar size. Um, I'd have to say similar weight, um, mm. but they both just sound phenomenal. Now they aren't about to, obviously they're not going to compete with, you know, a much larger speaker. They're not going to compete with the, uh, the audio engines behind me, but, um, you know, for, to, for the shower to, you know, take to the basement to, you know, take whatever, especially if you don't want to wear ear pods or AirPods, mm. excuse me, AirPods, um, you know, Either these, one. <laughs> yeah, these are, yeah, that's true. Um, these are just terrific Bluetooth speakers. You can, I don't care which one you go, go with, you cannot go wrong. Mm -hmm. There's only one, there's only one differentiating factor as far as I, my personal use is. And that is that the flip, I can, it, it has um, a built in place to put a lanyard so that I can hang it. The Rome does not. Mm. And, that that is and and that sounds like a little thing, a stupid thing, but the 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 flip goes with me in the shower. Somehow this has become a shower show, um, and I have a plastic um, you know uh, S hook, and that way I you know I'm not sitting it in water. I can hang it up and keep it above above you know because they're both water you know water resistant, waterproof. Um, but you know I just don't see any reason to really press that issue if I don't have to. Mm. So. I, I I cannot stress enough that these two are just absolutely great sounding speakers. I like the sound profiles of J, uh, sound profile JBL does. I definitely like the Sonos. Um, I and it's and it is surprising when you put it down and listen to them compared to some other Bluetooth speakers. What an honest difference there is, especially in music. You know, um, mm -hmm. vo voice you can get away with pretty much anything, yes. but if you if you want music. You know, one of these two should be where you look. 
mm-hmm. I'd say the I'd say the Sonos has an awesome app, uh, the, a companion app that goes with it. Mm-hmm. You can get the music played. I got the Sonos Move, which is the bigger speaker, uh, and uh, but that kind of adds a bonus to the Sonos since if you're in the Sonos family, you get access to that app and be able to uh, manage the speaker as well as uh, you know all the uh, content you want. Yeah, including yeah. Apple Music and all the rest of that stuff. So yeah, mm. and, and and Dave, thank you because I honestly forgot the Sonos um, does have um, Alexa and Google. Um, yeah, so you know, yeah, you have that if that's important to you. Yeah. Um, but at the nice. end of the day, that I don't. There's not a bad choice. No. Mm. Yeah. The Move does the same thing for me, but the Move is a much bigger speaker and much yeah. powerful speaker. But that when they, the Sonos came out with that Rome, that was a that was a good smart thing they did bringing out a smaller yeah. portable speaker like that. Yeah. I've had a yeah. I've had a JBL. I've not had the Sonos one, um, but the the third the other one that I've tried is uh, Anchor Soundcore. Yeah, those are they're cool. they're really good. Anchor makes like really good products, and it's also good headphones, by the way, as well. But I'm 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 with you. I mean, I actually don't have one right now, and I'm thinking I should get one. Yeah, and thanks for throwing the uh, links in, Joe. I didn't have them ready. Oh sure, um, I've got your back. So, yeah, but yeah, so. Um, yeah, don't and and please, folks, do not waste your money on cheaper Bluetooth speakers. No, I mean, you, you know, there there are always deals out there. I think Patrice has a really good recommendation. I've I've not heard the anchors, but I would feel comfortable spending money yeah. on an anchor product. Right. But you know, some of the others, you're buying, you're paying money for the name. Mm. You're not really paying mm-hmm. money for the sound. And these, I feel like I'm paying money for the sound. Or you, or you're paying whatever ten bucks for something, but it only lasts like two months, which yeah. is also not good. And and sounds horrible. And sounds horrible. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, holy crap! So many amazing, awesome. We can't live without devices. You mm-hmm. spend my money too, and we're <laughs> yes. spending each other's money. Uh-huh. Good for yeah. us. Um, I, Jeff, can I? I, I want to vote though. I think that we didn't get through nearly the, the number no. of things I can think of. So I think this needs to be another repeating topic at some point. Okay. I agree. Uh, I, I agree. List. Yep. Add it to the list. I, I have uh, many, many more uh, devices on my list of what we could have talked about today. Yep. We all do. Yep. Of course we do. That's how we roll. And, um, and now thanks to each other, we will have more. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that's well, the circle guess. of life. Tell you what uh-huh. you spent my money on is the arrow I gave in. <laughs> uh-huh. I, I think you're going to be really pleased with with the arrow. I think, okay. so. I think it'll take up a lot less space down under below my feet here. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You're talking about a device that's uh, that big compared to yeah. my Nighthawk is that big. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it, it has the footprint uh, basically a slice of bread. Yep. That's a good comparison, Jeff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I gotta keep. I gotta keep my heart a bit my, higher, uh, but like. I gotta keep my my hubs, the, my my Ethernet hubs, so I'll just plug it into one of the ports. Mm-hmm. Yeah, perfect. There you go. Um, all right. Well, uh, with that, thank you so much for spending my money today. I mean, for being here today. Uh, all three of you are absolutely awesome, and uh, and I truly love getting to spend my Friday mornings with uh, wonderful people like you, um, Dave. Where can people find you? You can find me at InTouchWithIOS at InTouchWithIOS.com. Um, I'm on our YouTube t- channel at 
youtube.com slash in touch with iOS. Check out the video I just uh, did from our, from our show 212 uh, on the PlexiCam. I, I, I did a quick snippet uh, video of that and uh, you can learn about the PlexiCam. And uh, you can uh, find me on Tuesday nights on Mac Voices Live. Uh, 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 I join Chuck and Jeff and sometimes Patrice. And then um, I'm on Twitter at DaveG65. Thank you. Awesome. And Patrice, where can people find you? Well, I'm here every week on the Mac show on Fridays, also on the big show on Thursdays. We're also doing a summer fun edition there with some really cool topics. So like you should listen to that um, with some other really cool people. And um, yeah, other than that, everything I'm doing, all the social media links, the podcasts, the projects, the like if you want to buy me a coffee, there's a buy me a coffee link. All of that you can find on thepatrice.com. And if you want to listen to really interesting people that are not me talk about food and food-related stories and memories, then you can head over to foodieflashback.com. Awesome. Um, okay. And Chuck, where can people find you? MacVoices.com is where you can see everything I do. Um, and on Tuesday nights, we do Mac Voices Live, as Dave mentioned, uh, with Jeff and Dave and sometimes Patrice and a lot of our other friends. That's at youtube.com slash TV, And you can also find me on the socials as at Chuck Joyner or at MacVoices. Thank you, Jeff. Well, thanks. And thanks to all of you. Um, like I said, you are absolutely awesome. And uh, and if we were in the same place and it was safe to do so, I would give all of you big hugs. Um, yeah, there we go. Our big virtual <laughs> hugs. Hey, uh, thank you to TSO Host for being our sponsor and uh, being here to support us. Um, without them, we wouldn't be here. So please go to social media and give them a shout out and thank them for for being here to support the, the British Tech Network. Um, and all of you that are here with us live today, hey, thank you for being part of the show today. You are all awesome. And uh, and thanks to everyone that's participating in the live chat as well. And uh, and for all of you that watch or listen later, hey, thank you for being part of the BTN family too. Uh, we're so glad that everyone is uh, is being part of the show. Um, also, thanks to Muller for herding enough kittens every week to make sure we have people for every show that we do. Um, that's, that's quite a task for, uh, for anyone to take on. And yet he does it anyhow. Um, and uh, check out the, uh, the daily news show. Um, thank you to everyone that is still sending in money to support the show and keep that on the, uh, on the air every, every weekday. And Kyle is doing such a great job doing it. Like I listen to it every day and I'm looking forward to it every day. Like that and macOS can are like my daily podcasts and they're really good. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, yeah. So thank you everyone. Um, and uh, check out the uh, photo show because that's always just fun. And, uh, yeah. and even if you're thinking, eh, I only take pictures with, uh, with my iPhone doesn't matter. Check out the show because you're going to learn something and you're going to have fun while you do it. Um, and I'm thinking, I didn't tell people where they could find me. Did I? No, no. <laughs> well, um, whether or not you want to know where to find me, I'm going to tell you, uh, Jake Amit, Twitter, Instagram, <laughs> YouTube, um, uh, most Tuesdays on Mac Voices Live, most Thursdays on In Touch with iOS, Thursdays on The Big Show, Fridays on The Mac Show, 
And on the Context Machine, Brian Chaffin and I have teamed up again because uh, um, you haven't had enough of both of us together, clearly. And uh, yeah, anyhow, I get around. Um, So with, with that, thank you again to everyone. You are all awesome. And uh, be sure and join us again next week for the big show on Thursday. And then again on Friday for the Mac show. Everyone have an awesome weekend and we will see you next week. There's our happy music. Visit MacVoices.com for show notes and to connect with Chuck on social media. Get involved in our Facebook group or like our Facebook page And get more out of your Apple tech with Mac Voices Magazine, free on Flipboard and on the web. And if you find value in it all, consider supporting us through either our Patreon campaign at patreon.com slash macvoices or by making a one-time donation via the PayPal link on our front page and in the show notes of each episode. You will join these fine people who help bring you Mac Voices. Advertising handled by Backbeat Media at backbeatmedia.com. Bandwidth provided by Cashfly at cashfly.com.